everybody, and welcome to the Shine a Light podcast. I have an in-person guest today. I feel like my last few have been Skype calls, but today I have somebody sitting here with me. It's the first time we've recorded in my new house, so we'll see how this goes. I'm actually going to push this a little bit away from me. And Robin, I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Well, hello. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me today. I'm really excited. And uh, my name is Robin. I have a passion for wellness and self-care, um, to be more specific, self-love. And I'm really here today to talk about my journey to discovering self-love, despite where I grew up in um, Detroit. So I'm from the east side and the west side of Detroit, very optimistic person. Okay. Um, but. Thankfully, I have been able to still have this wellness journey, and I want to share the love and the wisdom Awesome. Today. Thank you so much for coming on to talk about this. This is a really important topic, and a lot of what we talk about on here kind of ties into, like, wellness, and so we, like, touch on it a little bit, but we've never done, like, a full episode on it, so okay. really happy that you're here. Um, growing up in Detroit, how much did you talk about wellness the way we do now? So first, uh, if I could break it up between um, when I lived on the West Side, mm -hmm. and that was more during middle school years, I didn't talk much about wellness and self-care. Uh, that doesn't mean my family didn't care about me and have love for me. Mm -hmm. But as a young child in Detroit, we were more focused on food, safety, mm -hmm. education. Okay. Period. <laughs> so yeah. anything beyond those lines, um, it was really my, I feel like my responsibility to take okay. care of my mental self. Okay. So when I lived on the east side for my high school years, mm -hmm. I lived with my aunt uh, right there on Gratiot and Connor. Because <laughs> people always ask me, you don't sound like you're from Detroit, but yeah. <laughs> sound like you're from Detroit. That's, yeah. yeah, let's put that in quotation marks. Yeah. There, sound like. Um, so when I lived on the east side, my aunt introduced me to different kinds of foods. I remember having a conversation with my aunt about kale, mm. and I was like, what is this? Yeah. And, and how old were you? Because I feel like yeah. I only learned about kale like a couple years ago. <laughs> I was about maybe 16, 17 when I first okay. got introduced to different types of vegetables and fruits. Wow. So... <laughs> I mean, and like I said, it, it was no fault to my family right. uh, when I stayed with no. other individuals, um, but it was my aunt that really propelled me into nutrition and being very aware of um, eating healthy and working out. Okay. So when I was on the east side of Detroit, it was um, very eye-opening. So my aunt, she was like, hey, Robin, you know, you don't you want to lose a little weight? Because I've always been bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and I was like, you know what? Fine. I'm that type of person. I just love to try everything. And sure, I thought it was great. So we started to work out together. She had a full workout equipment in her basement, kind of like gym thing. Okay. Um, and I've noticed when I was 17, 18 years old, getting ready to graduate from high school, I was waking up on my own in the morning. Mm -hmm. I was running up and down Connor. And I was doing yoga after the workout, and I was weight training in the evening with my uncle, wow. who was a um, 
who came back from Iraq recently for the military. So it was, I had a steady workout routine. I was eating healthy. Um, But on the negative side of things, I had a negative perception about my my weight and my body. Okay. um, Which I don't want someone else to go down that path either. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pause there because I have a couple follow-up questions. (laughs) Um, One is that... Even though I never lived in the city of Detroit, well, I did for a year, but when I lived there, it was right after the recession. So there really was not a lot of grocery stores, like full-blown grocery. There was like markets Mm -hmm. and um, like a couple produce stands, maybe if you were lucky, that sold like cucumbers, but not... Nothing like a full-blown grocery store. Did you kind of see that when you were growing up in Detroit too? Like, there just wasn't as many options as there are. Like, around here, I have a Whole Foods, a Trader Joe's, a Kroger. (laughs) I have, like, six grocery store options in the suburbs. That is not the case in the city. Yeah. Uh, I learned about Whole Foods when I got to college. Right. Period. (laughs) And I have a Whole Foods, like, a Kroger. I have to drive to get to a Kroger. Yeah. Uh, But to answer your question, uh, you kind of don't, you don't miss it if you don't see it. Yeah. You know, as okay. a child growing up in different types of neighborhoods on the mm-hmm. west side, I really didn't recognize that there that Detroit was a food desert, quote okay. unquote food desert. Yeah. That was like the popular term yeah. a few years ago. Like, oh MG, Detroit these yeah. were grocery stores. Right. Because families and individuals were used to shopping for food at the liquor store mm-hmm. and gas stations. Right. And yeah. that is a fact. Yeah. That's yeah, we're <laughs> um, making that up. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't until I moved on that east side. Okay. You know, we were shopping at Myers okay. and Randazzle's, mm-hmm. uh, the fruit and veggie yeah. little market. And it it was a my mind in regards to healthy eating was really expanded when I got to that sixteen, seventeen years okay. old age. And even exercise, the city of Detroit now it might things have changed but it, it didn't, doesn't have a ton of like gyms or like places for people to go exercise so mm-hmm. there I think we're a huge part of the conversation about Detroit is the lack of access to these things mm-hmm. um I think we're doing better not like now there's a lot more but it's expensive so mm-hmm. only a certain part of the population can afford it so um what have you seen kind of change too with with even access to going to exercise Ooh. and safety and the change let's say I got to college around that 2008-2009 year and I was in in the downtown midtown area I went to school at Wayne State Mm -hmm. University and I noticed besides the Wayne State gym I didn't know where else to work out at however because I was a fan of running slash jogging (laughs) I'm a jogger um I utilized the safety, the feel, I felt safe in the midtown, downtown area, yeah. safe enough to walk and jog on my own, maybe find like a partner or okay. a friend. So that was great. However, in the neighborhoods, it's, it's not a lot of gyms. Mm-hmm. I mean, Planet Fitness really just came out right. like a few years ago, like started right. blossoming up. Um, but one thing I really want to highlight is that Detroit is known for having businesses, especially like small businesses, but it's hard to recognize them due yeah. to like signage or the way that the building look or just not a lot of advertising. Right. So I really do 
want to recognize those small businesses, small gyms mm-hmm. that's really putting themselves out there through social media right. to continue to have people like search them and try to find them that way. Yeah. Because there's boxing gyms and yeah. fitness gyms and weightlifting gyms, but it's hard to recognize like, oh, that place is still open. Right. <laughs> You said that you started exercising, but you still had, like, negative body image, struggled with your weight. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually... <laughs> so, I usually talk to my friends about my 17-year-old body. I was so proud. <laughs> During that one summer, I was able to um, lose a significant amount of weight, mm-hmm. weight and I had a... You could start seeing my six pack kind of yeah. coming in. Right. I was like, girl, I look cute. <laughs> However, I still felt fat. Hmm. Like I, it was weird because you could start seeing the outline of like a six pack, but I still had this image in my head, like yeah. Robin. You know, you need to do better. Your your thighs are still big and your arms are still jiggly, mm-hmm. and. I remember this one incident where um, I had to like hit the fact that I went to Coney Island to get chili cheese fries, which is like my favorite food yeah. still to this day. Yeah. And I had to like hide it from my aunt. And, <laughs> you know, I feel kind of bad saying that out loud, but um, you know, I was afraid to show that I was eating a candy bar. Yeah. And I, right, I can relate to a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Do you? Have you explored, like, why you felt like this? Is it because you and your aunt were, like, in this together and you didn't want to feel like you were disappointing her, even though you wouldn't be? But is that maybe how you perceived it, do you think? I think so. I didn't want to let her down. Yeah. And I didn't want to let other family members down. I mean, I was known to be... To be the like the overweight sibling because mm-hmm. my brothers like they're pretty slim and trim kind yeah. of thing, but I was always the chubby one. So when I did lose the weight, I didn't want my cousins or my uncles to really see me putting on, you know, quote unquote, putting on the weight again. Right. So I was like hiding. However, I had a supportive boyfriend, and he was still like, "Come on, you want to eat? Let's go eat." That's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Um, not everybody can be super supportive. So <laughs> well, he was supportive during that time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, yes, I think that's those are important things to talk about. Is that, and I think too, when you're losing weight and people are like, "Oh, you look so good," then you think, "Well, if I eat this candy bar, I'm gonna look bad," and then people won't tell me I look good. I mean, not that like mm-hmm. you're doing it for people to say that, but when you're 17, it, it feels good for people to say, "Oh my God, you look so good!" Like it and builds up your self-esteem. Yeah. And then if you start to eat a candy bar in front of someone that's used to seeing you with like kale salad yes. smoothies, you might get you're afraid of getting like the side eye, I right. call it. Like, uh-oh, she's eating the, you know, she's doing yeah. the bad habits again. Yeah. You know, and I, I think often it's our own they aren't actually thinking that. We just think they are. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we we put that on ourselves. Um but I was also talking to someone the other day. People are way too obsessed with what other people are eating. Like, mm. have you noticed that? Like, yes. if you're eating something super healthy, they're like, oh my gosh, you're so healthy. <laughs> or like, if you eat cake, they're like, oh wow, you're eating cake. Like, I don't know. People are just really <laughs> weird about 
focusing on what other people are eating. I agree. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. I agree. <laughs> when everyone uh, sits at a dinner table at a restaurant and, you know, you're kind of looking at what they all order. Yes. Someone ordered the salad. You're like, oh, you're trying to be healthy tonight? Or yeah. someone order the baked potato, heavy everything. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking to someone about that the other day and I was trying to figure out why. And it clicked in me that I think we've grown up to think that some foods are bad and some are good. And so when you see someone eating something bad you're like oh you're not doing something right but I it's been around so long I don't know that it'll change like I feel like it's it's how we all grew up where like you have to finish your plate for dinner or else you get dessert so I just there's a lot of those things with food that are like ingrained in our brains I think are going to be really hard to change but hopefully having conversations like this can start to can start to change some things for sure um so once you got to college what happened there with your kind of wellness journey (laughs) (laughs) okay the freshman 20 is real yeah it is definitely real some people say freshman 40 like you gain that 20 pounds because you're eating out you're partying you're hanging out with the friends you're not really cafeteria food is not healthy (laughs) right (laughs) and then if you don't want to eat the cafeteria food they try to give you you know the healthy options you go out to eat Mm -hmm. with the friends you usually eat later too right so uh for me my journey it was definitely a roller coaster. So that seventeen-year-old, you know, tight right body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lost that by the time I was maybe like twenty twenty-one. Okay. I felt like I was that usual kind of the chubby person, the chubby person of the friend group kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped working out. Mm, I was very focused on my studies okay. um, during my freshman and sophomore year. I remember that and. I remember going to class, grabbing my favorite food. I eat chili cheese fries, right. uh, hanging out on the weekends with my friends. So we were, you know, drinking and eating later at our favorite Coney Island. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I had certain people in my life <clears throat> that was very open and welcoming to say like hey don't you want to come to this like fitness class or this spin class or boot camp class with me and I was you know I'm that happy-go-lucky sure yeah let's go and I always take pride in the fact that yes I'm bigger and I'm overweight but I'm still pretty fit like yeah. I can hang with the crew right <laughs> trust and believe and I really enjoyed it and I was working out again my eating habits were kind of still all over the place but i do remember being more conscious of what i was eating so I my weight starts to stabilize i stopped gaining weight okay. so it started to stabilize and then <clears throat> i will say this and then we can move on to the next question yeah <laughs> um i realize having certain people in your life really does impact yeah your habits and your mental health Mm -hmm. especially at least for me regarding my weight weight gain or weight loss because i had healthy weight loss in college and i had a very unhealthy weight loss due to an unhealthy relationship okay do you want to expand on that or no you don't have to (laughs) uh really quickly okay yeah so I was dating an individual. He was very in shape, weight trained, cardio, spent hours in the gym on a daily basis. <clears throat> and he seemed like a really nice guy. Mm-hmm. And once again, he'll invite me to the gym. And I was yeah. like, yeah, sure, let's go. And we were, quote unquote, like, 
putting in work in the yeah. gym. Like I was doing an hour of cardio, an hour of weight training, wow. and 30 minutes like stretching. So wow. on average, I spent about two hours in the gym mm-hmm. every time I worked out with him. And that was multiple times a week. And I lost a significant amount of weight. I started seeing the curves coming back again. Yeah. But I realized that he was trying to make me into something that I wasn't. Yeah. And that came out in a very nasty way when I found out that he was still seeing other people while oh. seeing me. So yeah, this may be a transparent. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but I was working out, trying to be very aware of what I was eating, and he still had the audacity to tell me during like one uh, like little small argument, like I don't want to date a fat person. Oh my god! And mind <laughs> you, I was like in the gym putting in like hours work and. For someone that you have grown to love and right. cherish to tell you, I don't want to date a fat person. That is so soul-wrenching. And it was very painful. So that's what I really want to highlight. It's very important who you have in your life at different stages when you're losing weight. Because it is definitely a mental impact. Right. Um, yeah. I Sorry, you blindsided me. And I'm like trying to think of how I can come back at this guy for you. <laughs> um, I'm assuming that relationship ended shortly after yes okay. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you a lot of people have heard the story but um, my husband and I actually met when I was at my highest weight and we he fell in love with me then and he mm. went through me with my journey of losing 130 pounds so yes I agree with you yeah. there are awesome. people out there who will love you through your body changes whether you're at your highest weight your lowest weight you're in between whatever so yes. don't settle for somebody who's not treating you like that <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say that all right um <laughs> Okay, so after that relationship was done, <laughs> what what happened next in your journey? In college or just in general? Just in general. Not in general. Okay, but that's that's about it for the college years. Okay. Um, I graduated and recently um, I am at this eye-opening stage of my wellness journey and I'm going to call it like a self-care, self-love journey at this point because I'm a firm believer in wellness really geared towards the actual activity, but it's the self-care, the self-love that will get you there. Mm -hmm. It's that mental state. And with all the, the talk that's going on right now in social media and books and even in like TV shows and the media, yeah. everyone's talking about this wellness, yeah. wellness, yep. self It's a buzzword a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. And I am excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Because I have always been the person that's like glass half full mm-hmm. mentality, very optimistic and very aware of what I need for myself to take care of myself. So I finally found that I feel like this whole wellness hype word, hype word is like my community if that makes sense like i'm like yeah i can actually follow tons of people that have the same interests like i do um go to conferences activities but um going back to the question um right now is a lot of self-reflection okay let me ask you real quick before we go further what self-care means to you because only reason i'm asking I also am all about self-care and wellness and and all that, but I was following the self-care hashtag on Instagram for a while, and I had to stop because it was all like bubble baths, and I was like, that's not all that self-care is. There's a lot more to it than that. So can you um, describe what self-care means to you? 
Self-care to me means reflecting where your mental state is at that very moment Mm -hmm. and recognizing what you need to feel balanced and at peace in your mind and for your spirit. Yeah. And that's the best I could sum it up. That was perfect. (laughs) I could go on and on, but self-care, to me, that's why I I separated those two. Wellness activities and self-care, because self-care is the mental state in my mind. Right. um, To find that balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I work out a lot, and... Um, my coworker Jessica one time I was telling her that like I, lo- I love to work out it's my 50 minutes where I do what I do and she goes I know but you need to do something for you besides working out and I was like oh <laughs> and I took her saying that for her to click that like working out wasn't the only way that I could like be doing some self care activities or like that they were two separate things even so okay. yes. so how do you kind of keep them set what do you do for yourself that you consider self care first thing in the morning I sit up straight up in my bed uh, and I close my eyes and I'm just think I'm very grateful Mm -hmm. it's the first thing that I do I thank God for my life for bringing me this far for giving me strength so I'm very grateful first thing in the morning and that is self-care point blank period for me in the morning Mm -hmm. just rob and start your day be thankful for your life yeah and I believe if you continue to be grateful it allows God to continue to open up the doors for your blessings yeah and so that's one way that I feel that I do take care of myself just being reflective and grateful first in the morning mm-hmm. and then throughout my work day I'm very aware of stepping away from my computer taking a couple of deep breaths Mm -hmm. because I'm very aware once again it's that reflection piece of self-care like you are aware of hey you need a break from the computer screen Mm -hmm. you need to walk around even if it's just walking around in your office building or outside it's the fact that I'm very aware what I need Mm -hmm. so I'm the type of person I will take those two minute breaks right mental breaks from the computer from the emails and just walk around yeah so I'm a extrovert yeah and I gain my energy from other people mm-hmm. so that's my time to kind of be nosy if your door is open I'm gonna pop <laughs> I'm my head chat. in yeah. yes and that's a part of self-care like hey Robin you know what makes you happy go and take your two-minute walk you know yeah. kind of thing um what yeah. can people do to sort of become more aware of themselves because there could be people who don't even know that they're the kind of person who needs a two-minute break and they're mm-hmm. trying to like hit they're like hitting a wall of why am I so tired or why am I so irritable and it's like well you didn't take any breaks today and that's what you need so how are there ways that people can kind of learn more about themselves that you've done or that you've seen mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just asked you a loaded question <laughs> yes is it even just like being quiet with yourself for like not looking at your phone every second I don't know I'm just trying to think of ways that people can just kind of start to learn like their triggers or kind of what makes them tick Mm -hmm. things like that so my best advice for someone that's maybe not at the stage of okay recognizing that they need self-care yeah if as a human being you should at least be aware of your bad habits Mm -hmm. in life or at least what things in your life that makes you upset or it starts to bring you negative thoughts. If you can recognize 
those small moments like oh my gosh like why is this person here or, or I'm starting to feel really depressed again or I'm starting to feel really angry if you can recognize those triggering moments mm -hmm. you're at a great point of your life of recognizing hey I need time for me to reflect yeah on the reason why are you feeling angry why are you feeling depressed because I can't recommend a self-care reflection moment or wellness activity for everybody, but I can recommend recognizing those trigger moments and those trigger feelings and start to reflect why. Yeah. Because if you get to the why, then you can begin to grow towards the next stage, which is exploring what really works for you. Mm -hmm. So that's an important piece. Like I said, the reflection. Reflection is the word of the month. Yeah. <laughs> and I think um, it's going to be different for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So journaling may work for somebody, and in somebody else it may be meditation. Like, I think knowing that you can try different things, and that's okay. Like, yoga yes. may not be the answer for you, but maybe it is for somebody else. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things you mentioned in your email, is, and you kind of said it earlier, is that wellness is for any size. Can you mm -hmm. expand on that a little bit? Yes, OMG. I get so excited when I attend like a yoga class mm -hmm. or um, a CrossFit class, boot camp kind of class, and I see different size women yeah. and men in there. I get so amped because, like I said, wellness is a hot word right now. Body positivity is a hot topic right now, and I love it. So, yes, I am a firm believer that you can do whatever you want to do in this life no matter what size you are the key is modification yeah slow it down minimize the movement take your time and be patient with yourself mm -hmm. but you will be at a stage where you want to be just be patient and consistent yeah and one good example is yoga i mean there are some beautiful women out here that are definitely in the plus size range and they are killing the game with yeah. this yoga i mean they're getting a very high attention on the social media mm -hmm. platforms nationally um national campaigns right and i'm just applauding them so loud because very for a very long time when I was in high school, yes, I was practicing yoga, but that was more inside of my house. Right. And even then, I felt like a bigger person, but I was still, because my uncle was doing it, my cousin was doing the yoga practice with me. But even then, I was still a little hesitant to tell people that I do yoga. Yeah. Because they were like, really? <laughs> you know, right. Right. But that was like my younger those Or there's people who think that yoga is just like laying on the floor. Like they don't or understand that. it's like movement. Or yeah. that, for sure. So you just gave some really good advice, but I'm curious if you can kind of think for a second about the person who maybe is overweight and has been wanting to try a class but is really afraid to. You gave some good advice already, but what would you say to that person? Try it. Yeah. Period. Or exclamation point. Mm -hmm. Try it for you and for you only. Your future self would thank you. Yeah. I will repeat that. Your future self would thank you. And I can't stress that enough because you know what makes you happy or you just want to try it because that's the type of person you are. It doesn't matter what you look like during the workout class. Mm -hmm. It doesn't ma matter what people say or how they look at you during the workout class. You're not there for them. You're there for you and your future self. And 
a big part of self-care is realizing that you need to take care of yourself for your future self. Mm -hmm. So try it, love the journey, and have fun. That's the biggest thing. Laugh at yourself if you fall or tumble. I can't tell you how many times I fell down down a dog. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I still fall sometimes. I've been working out a while. (laughs) So I'm that person in the yoga studio like... Yeah. (laughs) But I have fun and I continue to go because Mm -hmm. it's my journey not there. So just try it. Yeah. I really like the message that you just said to everybody, especially about the your future self will thank you later. That's something my gym actually says quite a bit. Is like do this for your future self. Yes. It's a good it's a good thing to keep in the back of your mind. Yes. Um, what do you think are some misconceptions on wellness or self care? The self care is getting your nails done, taking a bubble bath. And wellness um, costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I could touch a little bit more yeah. on that one. But I'm here to let everyone know you can still do a wellness activity for low cost or no money. Yeah. Meaning walk your dog, yeah. play with your children in the park. That is wellness activities. You're out, you're moving your body. Do something for you. Physical health in regards to just moving mm-hmm. brings you happiness. And then also for wellness activities, if you're the type of person that's on a tight budget for your groceries, you could literally, everyone should have a phone at this point. You could like Google low cost recipes, healthy recipes. Um, Nowadays, there's all kind of um, produce that's still pretty affordable. If you go to Kroger's, Walmart, because I was blown away. I was like, ooh, Walmart. Yeah. It has a lot of produce options. And some of the farmer's markets are great. Farmer's markets. Markets as well. Randazzles, the fruit and veggie store as Mm -hmm. well. So wellness activities, yes, yes. It can be free to low cost. You just have to step outside the box. And then what's the important thing to remember too is that people have to learn to enjoy the journey and be forgiving Mm -hmm. of themselves during this wellness journey because if you don't you don't have to be perfect when you start your wellness journey yeah and that's just the truth everyone had to go through some kind of situation or obstacles to get to where they're at today especially the people that you see on social media Mm -hmm. the picture perfect wellness blogger trust me they didn't get there overnight right and they have their days yeah (laughs) right yeah so be forgiving of yourself. If you went to the store, you had the goal of getting this beautiful fatouche salad, you know, like Middle Eastern salad or um, some kind of healthy sweet potato chili soup, and you walked out of there with a bag of potato chips, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay because you're trying, you acknowledge what you want to do for your future self, but you're just not there yet, and it's okay. But continue to try, be proactive about it. Um, that's my biggest journey just be forgiving because oftentimes a lot of people get derailed from their wellness journey because they're so hard on themselves in the beginning yeah they make one mistake and they're like well that's it i'm not doing anymore (laughs) yeah so just be forgiving in that whole process okay um do you still struggle with negative body image issues and if you do how do you get past that Mm. that's a good question i want to say yes but i've I can bounce myself out of negative thoughts very quickly. How do you do that? Because (laughs) I struggle with that a lot. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let me try to think of an example. Okay. That was a selfish question, but I am genuinely curious. (laughs) So 
last last night I was dancing with my friends. We went to the club and I was like, woo woo woo. And I had um, a baggy shirt on, some ripped jeans, you know, but the cute ripped jeans. Yeah. <laughs> some comfortable gym shoes. And there was other young ladies around me in like tight skirts, high heels, legs up to their like neck, yeah. you know, looking yeah. very beautiful. And I was kind of the bigger one on the dance floor. And I instantly started to think oh my gosh like I should move to the side of the dance floor I'm like feeling like the bigger one yeah and instantly I was like Robin stop that okay your hair looks fabulous (laughs) your skin is like glowing during this like light and your booty looking good (laughs) for some reason nowadays I can stop that and point out and highlight the things that's really beautiful yeah. about me in that very same moment. Okay. And then you have to also realize if you're having negative thoughts, you don't know who other mm-hmm. uh, other people around you having those same negative thoughts about themselves. Yeah. And you're only, you know, you're putting your thoughts in your head about you. Like, oh my gosh, they're thinking like that. But you said it earlier, Megan. Like, mm-hmm. you, you don't know. That's probably not exactly. what they're really thinking. Exactly. They're probably thinking like, okay, girl, let's, let's dance. Right. Let's dance with me. Let's have some fun. Right. But I really point out the things that's amazing about me during that moment. Okay. Like that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. I have like so many more questions for you that I just thought of as you said that. So I'm going to try to write them down. Okay. Um, one, this is kind of off our track, but what are your favorite wellness activities that you do? Because I think you try a lot of different stuff, so I'm curious what you like the most. Yes. Um, there's actually a word that I found, um, a multi-purpose it. I am a multi-purpose okay. it because I try everything. <laughs> so at my house, I have a wellness room. Oh. I am very blessed in life. That's I'm very grateful yes. <laughs> because I have this room that has this big giant reading chair mm-hmm. and I love it. And I have a soft blanket. So I love to read, climb into my reading chair and just cuddle. Like mm-hmm. I'm a bigger person. So I had to make sure my big comfy chair yeah. is big enough where I can like <laughs> curl into it with my cup of tea. So that's one thing, reading in a big comfy chair with a blanket, oh, the best. Yeah. Um, of course... Um, I love to sing and dance. I have a, my very own little karaoke microphone. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, people don't understand the therapy that music can do yeah. for you. Oh, and- I understand. I can't sing. I can't sing. But when you're like singing along in the car, sometimes that just cures my mood. Like for instantly. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's two things. So um, the reading, the singing. Um, I love to, of course, practice yoga, meditation on my own. Mm-hmm. I, don't get me wrong. I love a yoga class. Mm-hmm. But some reason, when I meditate in my house in the morning, it is truly eye-awakening for me. Yeah. I'm very re- reflective. And it balances me. It centers my spirit. Mm-hmm. It really does. So... Those would be my top three, okay. like wellness activities. But I could go on and on yeah. and on, all the way from literally petting people with dogs yeah. at the random dog right. park, <laughs> or to you know enjoying friends and family out to dinner. Okay. So, yeah. Um, meditation. That was another follow up question I had. Is that what you do in the morning when you're grateful? Do you ever do like guided meditations too, mm-hmm. or do you pretty much just kind of do the self reflection? I do a lot of self-reflection at home. Uh, when I have my focused meditation time, mm-hmm. then I have my my candles, my music going in front of my little um, 
little meditation space that I've created at home. However, on a regular basis now is my reflection time in my bed. And that's how important it is and how easy it is to meditate. If you just sit up straight in your bed or still laying there, but don't fall asleep because so sitting straight up, closing my eyes and just being grateful. That is a way of meditation to me. Okay. Um, and then there was a second question you asked. Um, I just think that sometimes people struggle with it. I'm one of those people. So I'll say it. I struggle with meditation because I lose my focus really fast. Mm. So I try to do the guided ones where it's like kind of like telling me what to do. Yes. Um, oftentimes I use the sleep ones because if I can't fall asleep, I'll put on like a sleep meditation and they like teach you to breathe mm-hmm. so that you're you're kind of taking slower breaths and it puts me to sleep but I haven't gotten into beyond that really so I'm just kind of curious like first steps for somebody who's interested in trying meditation was there, is there something you recommend yes okay uh, the calm app okay um, calm has amazing free guided meditations mm-hmm. Think they're about maybe two to five minutes long, okay. like the shorter ones, or it could be misspoken. It could be like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. So I'm gonna go like, Riley, you got that all wrong, girl. I'm saying right. 30 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's a good one to try for someone. Okay. And then for anybody that's really skeptical on the whole meditation practice, mm-hmm. that's the key word in there is you have to practice, practice meditation. Yeah. yeah. And people don't understand that when they just say like, okay, you're just sitting in silence mm-hmm. and trying to quote unquote clear your mind yeah. and realizing, okay, Robin, clear your mind, clear your mind. You're really thinking yes. and focusing too hard. No, just sit in peace. Mm-hmm. Let the thoughts of your day flow through. Yeah. Let it, that's what it's supposed to do. It's almost trying to bring it all in and go through you naturally mm-hmm. and welcome it because that's a part of the meditation process. Don't don't force them out. Let them flow right. and then find your center and you start to realize how deep you are into the practice. Okay. I like that. Yoga is also called practice, mm-hmm. which is for a reason. Because <laughs> you're not going to be great at it the first, even maybe 100 times you do yoga. Right. question that I had for you, um, you had mentioned in your email that you're on like a committee at your work for wellness. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. My work does that too. I'm actually on our committee. Um, and we've, over the last few years, I feel like gone away from it just talking about healthy eating as wellness and doing more like like we had a talk on burnout we've done some like meditation stuff Mm -hmm. um so what can employers do to help bring wellness into the workplace because i feel like that's where a lot of people get burned out is from work Mm -hmm. um so do you have any tips for employers on kind of how to really incorporate wellness and self-care into work yes and you're you're saying employers like leadership at yes. the agency. Okay. Yeah. So I would first recommend designating a committee mm-hmm. because not everyone have the same interest in wellness. So you really want to identify those individuals that have a true passion for wellness yeah. because it will show in the long run. Yeah. Um, so that'll be the first thing. Two, be open to change of your culture with inside of your company, business, or agency. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes people try to implement wellness, but the agency culture is just not there yet. Yeah. And leadership may deny some amazing opportunities. So that's my two recommendations for our employer. Okay. Identifying committee and then be open to change. Um, so to be more specific, um, at my job, we have a wellness committee and I love it. Um, I am the chairman of the committee. 
Um, I'm really sad because in February it'll be my time to leave that position. <laughs> yeah, it'll be someone else's chance to be the wellness committee member, um, chairman. So uh, we take pride on educating people about wellness. Mm-hmm. So not just offering the wellness activities, but we really focus on education okay. and um, opportunities for individuals. Um, for instance, we have. Of course, our lunch and learns where we bring in different companies and businesses to talk about how do they fit inside the wellness. So starting with the six pillars um, of wellness that we have at our agency are um, safety, mm-hmm. environmental stewards, financial stability, um, mental well-being or emotional well-being, mm-hmm. <clears throat> healthy eating, and physical fitness. Okay. Woo! Nice job. Thank you. Um, So we try to incorporate one of those pillars um, to have like a a lunch and learn or an activity centered around one of those pillars. Okay. Um, And it's been blossoming at our agency. We're starting to see a cultural change, meaning um, there have been times I'm going to even say your brother. Yeah. <laughs> John has yeah. came up to me and said, hey, Robin, aren't we doing the wellness walk? Because oh. we walk 30 yeah. minutes on Wednesday, just like one mile short okay. of the walk. And I didn't make the announcement, but I still have people asking me. Asking like, where it was. Yeah. Hey. So obviously they needed it. Yeah. Right. And it's starting to become a norm. Okay. Talking about wellness is starting to be a norm at our agency. Talking yeah. about burnout. Talking yeah. about your own mental health. Mm-hmm. We have a relaxation room for our employees. Okay. And that relaxation room has um, little comfy chairs, mm-hmm. little small damp, um, dim lamp, little tables, and it's only for employees. Okay. And we really value that space yeah. because oftentimes, especially working in the mental health field, you mm-hmm. need your own mental health yes. break. Exactly. Going back to that, okay, recognizing what you need at that moment. Yeah. Some people literally need to walk away from their office and sit in a safe space. Right. Um. Yes, I'm very glad you mentioned that. John actually was on an episode to talk okay. about um, this be, being a social worker and bullying and kind of all that it incorporates. So I actually was going to ask you to touch a little bit on burnout. Um, I think that a lot of people are getting burned out and it's almost like it's too late. Like they're already mm. burned out. They're not mm. kind of preventing. We're not prevent, doing enough to prevent mm. burnout. So is there anything that you feel like could be done like when you kind of notice that you're feeling burned out, like what are those first steps that you can take? Hmm. Being honest with yourself that you are getting burnt out or you are burnt out. And honestly, being vocal about it with your employer, Mm. supervisor, even friends and families. That's my strongest recommendation is realizing and accept, realizing it, being vocal about it, and then seeking not just help but welcoming advice yeah because oftentimes what i see on a daily basis i say like oh my gosh i'm getting so burnt out i'm getting exhausted right i was like okay you know thank you for sharing that's a big step for someone to share with you that they're feeling stressed or burnt out at work so i was like i always thank them like wow thank you so much for feeling comfortable to sharing that with me yeah but then when i talk about burnout with that person that individual would have to be open and welcoming to hearing advice. Mm-hmm. So if you're a person that's 
that it feels that, okay, you're getting to the burnt out stage or you're constantly feeling burnt out, mm-hmm. talk about it. Let your employers know because you don't want them to say, like, oh, my goodness, what's happening to Susan today? I thought everything was okay. But if you're constantly talking to your supervisor about that, then I feel that it's an agency's responsibility to address that. Yeah. And then being welcoming to advice because you never know that small golden token that one person will share with you. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try that. Yeah. And it all circles back to just trying everything. Find what works for you. That's why I love working for an agency that cares about agency culture and wellness mm-hmm. because I drop tokens of wellness all the time. Yeah. And I just give all kind of like oh you should try this you should try this you should try that and I feel like it's my responsibility not my responsibility I feel that it it actually feeds my soul to give wellness tips to people all the time and different types of it yeah because you never know that one thing that they'll just grab from you and try it at home and share it with someone else right So speaking of feeding your soul to help other people, (laughs) you started your own Instagram account to kind of talk about self-care and wellness. So what made you want to do that? I don't know if you noticed, and I'm sure people, you know, people can't see because it's a podcast. Yeah. But when I talk about wellness, my eyes wide. Yeah, you get very excited. (laughs) Yes. And I want to share that level of excitement about wellness with other people. Mm -hmm. And... To start a social media account on Instagram about focusing on wellness, it was a leap of faith, I feel like. Like, okay, I'm putting myself out here. I'm taking more pictures of myself. Mm -hmm. Will my content be valuable? You know, there was a lot of doubt, too, in that because I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, my writing skills are not up to par or I feel like I'm not as pretty as so-and-so-and-so or I'm not well-established like other wellness bloggers. Right. However, creating my Instagram account balance care and making it more focused Mm -hmm. on wellness and self-care, especially for professionals. I realized when you begin a new project and you start to self doubt yourself, that is literally something in the universe or in your spirit that's pulling you two ways of the spectrum, self doubt and excitement, you know, that possibility kind of mindset. And that all means that you're about to evolve you're right. ready to grow you're about to become this this other person this new exciting mm-hmm. person and that's what i encourage everybody to have that kind of mentality when you start to self-doubt yourself before starting a new project yeah go for it because right. it's normal to have those both of those feelings negativity yeah. self-doubt and excitement so starting balanced care i was definitely in that middle and i will say in the last five years, besides graduating from college, that was probably one of the best decisions of my That's life. That's awesome. It was. I know what you mean, and we've talked about this a couple times on the podcast before too. But if something keeps coming in your brain as an idea, or like you should, you should start this Instagram page, or you should start this podcast, whatever it is, if it keeps coming back, you're probably meant to do it. Yes. So try not to ignore those those signs that keep coming into your mm-hmm. brain. For sure. For sure. Um. We're almost done, but I have a couple more questions for you. And one is around resources, because I can tell that you probably have a lot that you <laughs> that you use. And I know you mentioned the Calm app, but are there other resources that you would recommend to people to use for self care and wellness? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or just other? I know you follow a lot of social media accounts too. So other social media accounts that you like to follow? Mm. Really anything? Right. Oh, let's see here. I love. I think I mentioned this to you. I'm not sure you were gonna 
you were going to get to this, but the Mantra Wellness Magazine. Okay. I cannot recommend this enough. The Mantra Wellness Magazine is amazing. They offer wellness tips, self-care activities, self-reflection activities. It's, it's colorful. It's beautiful. I love it. And I'm gifting you one today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was going to ask, is it like a physical copy or is it online? And now I know. So it's physical. It's physical it and online. It okay. is beautiful. You can do your own um, vision boards with the cutouts. It is beautiful. So that's my wellness gift to you that's today. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and I love it because their magazine is not that expensive. You can find it at multiple stores. I got okay. that copy from Barnes & Noble. Okay. Uh, so that's a highly recommended tip that I want to share with people besides the calm. Okay. And I would recommend reading Oprah's latest book, um, The Path Made Clear. The Path Made Clear. Okay. That is definitely a resource that really propelled me forward with Balance Care, starting the Balance Care brand. Okay. It gave me the confidence. It gave me the reassurance that people go through all types of journeys of self-discovery. Mm-hmm. And just because you're at one stage doesn't mean that that's the all end-all, be-all stage. Exactly. You are going to grow. You just need to find that purpose, that why, and stay true to yourself and keep working on it, being consistent, being patient, forgiving with yourself. Okay. Thank you for sharing those. And then um, I have everybody who comes on give me somebody in their life that they want to build up. So I mentioned in my email, but um, my dad always used to say, build each other up, don't tear each other down. So I ask everybody to tell me somebody in their life that they would like to build up, whether it's somebody who's helped you through your journey, somebody who's having a hard time. I've had all different answers and I've loved all of them. So whatever you want to give me. Okay. So I want to build up. um, I talked a lot about my aunt. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to build up my aunt because she in a way has protected me and really educated me about how to take care of my physical health and um, and learning about nutrition at a very, I feel early age, but I guess I was wrong. So I went to build her up, so that's my Aunt Leslie. Okay. (laughs) And then I really wanted to build up my friends, um, Darren, uh, for being there when I had a very dark stage um, of mental health, I was very, <clears throat> I, I had a very dark episode one evening when I was in college and he was like, hey, do you need me to come over right now? Mm-hmm. Like it was the middle of the night and early that morning he was like, Rob, I'm going to walk you to therapy. Yeah. And I had to build up my friend Shelby. She introduced me to vegan lifestyle, although I'm not vegan right now, but (laughs) just opening up my eyes to new veggies and um, that kind of healthy eating. And uh, I love to work out with her. And I like to also build up Keisha, Monique, Jabria. So I want to have my this because that's great though. Yes. My friends, I feel like they are my protectors and they give me so much love and wisdom and they all bring a certain aspect to my life that I truly, truly value. Yeah. I I love when like you have a group of friends and they all bring something a little bit different to to your life for sure. Yes. Um, Okay. So before we plug your social media and make sure people are following you and all that, do you have anything else that you wanted to say that we did not cover? Mm. My slogan for balanced care is work hard and be well. Mm. I like that. 
So continue to do the best you can in life, no matter what it is, what project, what business. Just work your butt off. Don't stop. Don't let anyone discourage you. Because like I said, if you're having those negative thoughts and positive thoughts at the same time, that's just you trying to grow and continue to be well. Continue to try new things. Um, Continue to inspire and grow. Uh, I will say this. You never know who's looking at you Mm -hmm. and who else you're going to inspire and empower. Just work hard and be well. That's my last like. No, I like that. Um, I go to the barcode. I don't know if you know much about them, but it's an all women gym. So they have three different locations. And they're very much focused instead of on like, come on, ladies, do it for the body. They don't say stuff like that. Uh-huh. They're always just more like inspiring and more around wellness. And something that they say a lot is like, you never know who in this room you could be inspiring. And sometimes mm-hmm. when I want to give up in the middle of a workout and they say that, I'm like, okay, someone might be using me as their inspiration, so I better keep going. Yes. <laughs> so I think that's very true. Although I will say in workout classes, don't be intimidated because nobody's looking at you. <laughs> um, but somebody might be looking to you to like, okay, if Megan can do it, I can do it. Or if so-and-so is doing it, I can do it. So... I think, yeah, I think it's a very th- important thing to remember that you could be inspiring somebody else and you don't even know it. So Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, what, it's Balanced Care, is your Instagram page? Is there any, like, how do you, just balance care? So, balance <laughs> underscore care. Okay. So, the regular spell, spelling of balance underscore, underscore care. Yeah. Okay. Uh, definitely follow me uh, if you want to leave your own wellness and self-care tips please drop in like a dm or leave a comment i'm really trying to build up a genuine community of people that loves to talk about wellness and continue that conversation especially in detroit i cannot stress that enough yeah we need a stronger presence here in detroit and i am ready to be on the front line of it i'm excited megan i'm signing you up okay i'm down i think um i think there's actually quite a few people that i am going to tell them to follow you because i think there's a few people in my circle for my gym and stuff that uh-huh. i think would really benefit from you also my friend marcy who i'm going to be interviewing soon she has a podcast called but have you tried this mm. and it's all every episode is interviewing somebody else about their wellness journey so i think you'd really like that plus you'd probably make a really great guest on her <laughs> on her podcast yes. um because she's similar to my journey like went through a big weight loss and is still going through it so she just talks to people about their wellness and every person that comes on it's different like some people like there was one girl who's just like an all-around athlete and has tried every sport possible from like surfing to tennis to anything Mm -hmm. um and then there's other people who go on and talk about spiritual health or mental health so i think you really like i that's my recommendation to you is to listen to but have you tried this but i will be telling people to follow you um and for people listening if you have follow-up questions please feel free to reach out to robin directly you can reach out to me and i can get them to robin i'm just so happy you came on because again in every episode, we talk about like wellness in some way, but not really diving deep into it. So I think this is a great one to kind of plop in the middle of all the other, other all the other episodes that we have. So, any parting words, Robin, for our guests, or are you all wrapped up? Uh, spread love. Mm-hmm. Continue to grow. And you should write a book. You're full of what? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're full of little like wisdom nuggets. I love it. <laughs> I think, I think right, that's it. Because yeah. <laughs> I could go all day yeah. talking about this subject. I yeah. really can. Okay. So, all right. It. So we'll end it there. Um, 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, feel free to ask any questions or follow up with the Shine a Light Podcast Instagram. And thank you, Robin, for being here today. Oh, thank you.